0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton. Uh, Talking a little bit today about the defensive line. I felt like this is a discussion I wanted to have following the DeAndre Robinson commitment on Thursday afternoon. Robinson, the big defensive lineman out of uh, Orlando Jones, commits to the Longhorns. It moves the Longhorns up to 18th in the recruiting rankings at this point. Uh, The Longhorns uh, overall 18th, another commitment, you know, my... My take on this isn't so much about where where, and what it does to te- Texas for the national rankings, because I don't think you can underscore the importance of uh, Robinson's pledge to Texas overall. And there's a real reason for that. Uh, not only does he give Texas three defensive line commitments, uh, what I really want to talk about is how it plays into the defensive line as a whole over a long-term status. Uh, Matt, if you, our producer, if you wouldn't mind putting up the uh, our lads depth chart uh, that we had, I want to explain people why I think this one and DeAndre Robinson and uh, defensive line recruiting is so important. You really look at the nose tackle and defensive tackle here situations. Uh, Byron Murphy and Tavondre Sweat are the starters. Alfred Collins, Vernon Broughton, Trill Carter, those guys are all guys that are going to be in the ro- rotation this year for sure. The problem we have here is Murphy could end up going pro early. That is a desire of his. Don't forget, Byron Murphy entered the University of Texas already with his associate's degree. That's right. He had 60 hours of college credit before he even got to campus. That's how hard of a worker he is, not only on the field, but off the field. So he's going to be looking to to take his game to the next level, most likely if he's a good draft pick and gets a good – Stock report, I expect him to get that good report because I've seen nothing to tell me that he's not going to continue to ascend up the up the ladder here. So if that's the case, Sweat and Murphy almost, I would, I would bet about 75%, both of them are gone next year. Then you start looking at guys like Alfred Collins and Vernon Broughton. Collins, if he gets a, a draft grade, will be gone as well, even though he has a COVID year left. Broughton could come back. You see Trill Carter here on the third team. He's actually running second team right now. Furthermore, he's actually a senior, but he's a junior by year, so he could come back. So if we're looking at this in a true sense, Vernon Broughton, Trill Carter, and then the rest of the guys could also come back. Now, the problem we have is uh, Sadir Mitchell is the only true plus-plus player in that group right now that's a true defensive tackle. Ray Bledsoe is trying to grow into that. Um, he is not quite there yet physically. Aaron Bryant proved in the spring that he can be a player and a contributor, but not necessarily a blue chip guy that's going to be drafted in the first couple of rounds. Of all of those guys, and you know, in the, that may be gone, uh, that may, may still be in Austin next year. Sadir Mitchell clearly would have the most upside we think. So, Deontre Robinson is one piece of that puzzle that's coming in at this position. Uh, Jerry and I both think that he could play either nose tackle or defensive tackle. Um, And so he can go in or out. He's got that kind of quickness. We mentioned he had uh, 80 plus tackles last year, 18 tackles for loss, nine sacks. Um, So he can play either position. You add in Melvin Hills. Melvin Hills is more of a defensive tackle. He's not a nose tackle. He's a young man from Lafayette. Then you add in Alex January. January is more of a nose tackle type. Okay. But even so, these guys are going to be young. Uh, But uh, given all of this, Texas still needs to get to five, four or five defensive linemen. One of the key pieces of DeAndre Robinson, I would put him in that category of Sadir Mitchell in that he is a guy that has that kind of high level, high round potential. I don't know that Melvin Hills does. I think his trajectory is more like a Baron Sorrell, where he's going to have to build himself up over time to become a true draft pick. Uh, Alex January has the physique, uh, but hasn't necessarily made the plays uh, that that you would uh, expect or want uh, all the way to be that blue chip level guy. He's certainly a guy that other teams wanted, Texas wanted as well, but he's got to amp up the production a little bit uh, to get into that category. So what you have left right now are two other guys uh, that Texas is recruiting. T.J. Lindsey is out of uh, Bryant, Arkansas, as well as Dominic McKinley out of Lafayette, Louisiana. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Those two guys fit in this upper tier category uh, that I'm kind of describing for folks. Uh, They both are situated such that if Texas were to bring in four or five defensive tackles, all of a sudden, they are a lot younger next year at this position, but the importance of it is, is paramount. Uh, so you have to get Texas restocked on the defensive line. As you can see from these this uh, this screenshot from our lads, it is in incredibly important that Texas do that. Uh, otherwise, they are going to be in, in trouble uh, on the defensive front entering the SEC. Now, I think that this is the crooks of why DeAndre Robinson's pledge was so important. He is that type of high-level prospect. I don't care what the recruiting rankings say. You can watch the video. You can see him in other videos, you know, vertical leap about 30-plus at 315 pounds. Uh, you can see him dunking a basketball. He's, he is a Tavondre Sweat guy type of athlete, but maybe a better player than Tavondre was at the same time more productive player than what Tavondre was at the same time. Just to give you a, a clear view of, of what he means, the Horns need at least one more of those high-end, definite, big-time guys on the defensive line to make this a uber-successful recruiting effort from Bo Davis, Steve Sarkeesian, and Pete Kwiatkowski. If they can get those guys, it's important. All right, I want to go from here, and I want to I branch out a little bit and talk a little bit more about the edge prospects. Uh, And that's the Buck and Jack position that you see here. Baron Sorrell is an entrenched starter. No one is going to beat him out. Uh, You know, the only thing that could happen there is some sort of uh, bad injury, but he has been a solid player. He was a solid player last year, and he looks to be improving ever more this year. Uh, Ethan Burke uh, has moved ahead of Justice Finkley at the other one we've we've documented that very well on inside texas in my opinion the question that we all have here is where where are the numbers coming from and unlike defensive line which was so important texas has yet the domino on anybody at edge in this recruiting cycle those people uh those guys include colin simmons who announced yesterday that he's visiting uh lsu this coming weekend. Uh, for it'll be his last official, uh, last unofficial visit uh, before the season start. It starts. It looks like uh, he's also saying that he's now got a timeline. Uh, Zena Umiozulu, uh, Neto Umiozulu's uh, brother out of Allen, is also on watch right now. We're trying to figure out when he's going to make a decision. Texas, Texas AM, and m and Oklahoma, the finalists there. Uh, ag- again, the question is. When are those two guys going to gonna commit? We don't know. The third one to watch for is Danny Okoye out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Texas is in a fight there, not only with uh, LSU, but also with Tennessee in particular. Uh, Alabama is now throwing its name in the mix. So these this is going to be a very difficult recruitment. All of them are, though. Um, and that's one of the things that uh, we've talked about on Texas football is, These are not just easy recruitments for Texas. I guess what I'm saying here and trying to, to sum all of this up for folks is the recruitment for defensive line, the interior, took a huge turn for the better yesterday. You can see the glimpse of what's going to occur down the line now. Texas now has at least one absolute stud at defensive tackle. They have two good prospects and Alex January, and Melvin Hills to go alongside him. Now they need to try to get Dominic McKinley and or TJ Lindsey. Either of those add to this group, and all of a sudden you're talking about an elite defensive line class uh, heading into the the SEC, which is exactly what Texas needed. They also need to get the, the buck and jack position figured out as well. That's a little more difficult because you're in on guys that whose timeline may go into the season more. And so uh, will we see a guy like Colton Vosick step up this year and show show the ability to be a guy? Is Jamon Tapp going to finally see his potential come through? What about Chris Ross uh, and what he can do? Right now, though, it only looks like Baron Sorrell and Ethan Burke are kind of definites. Justice Finkley still has to prove he can play uh, at this level, on a continued basis, uh, he saw some a- early action last year, but it was mixed. Uh, the the uh, feedback was mixed. Ethan Burke, it looks like he's coming into his own a little bit, so he's a little bit different. But Tassili Kana, other guys in this group as well, do they potentially move down a Darian Galette from strong side linebacker and let him play end and see what he can do? Anthony Hills will also see some action as well. But the reality of it is Texas needs this edge position along with one more big-time guy along the defensive front. If they can get those two things, the rest of this recruiting class, regardless of what they do, I mean, they still need a a corner. They still need a safety. Um, They're going to want a big-time wide receiver. They need another offensive lineman. There are some pieces that are still missing. But as we talk about defensive line the picture is becoming clearer of exactly what they need. They're more than halfway there on the defensive interior. They need some folks on the outside now and they need to keep recruiting hard. Um, In general, Bo Davis, Jeff Choate, those guys are doing a good job. There's no question about that. Uh, But they got to get across the finish line uh, with a couple more of these guys. We're looking at it this year for sure. So it's not just 2023 that I'm concerned about and why we talk about this is 2024 and beyond Texas is getting there. They have to finish. That's the bottom line. All right. Uh, That'll be it for Friday. Uh, We've got the live stream coming up at one o'clock today with Jerry Ian Boyd will join us as well. This will be part of that discussion. I hope Uh, for uh, Matt Hutchison, our producer, I'm Bobby Burton, and this has been on Texas football.